You're about to witness a seismic event. Talk brunch. Served hot. Talk brunch live. And I cannot believe we are here again. I haven't been 24 hours, honestly. I don't know. Uh, what are we doing? What is this? Living, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, this is back for the third time, at least for me, this uh, this weekend. Uh, very little time between streaming here. This is the NXT TakeOver 36 post show, August 22nd to 23rd, 2021. Sunday night SummerSlam weekend. And what a show it was. Just when I thought I was actually at a point where I just figured and I should have known better, but I thought nothing can top what we've already seen. Nothing's going to be better than what we've already been through. There's been so many surprises, but no, I, I almost feel, dare I say, that they saved the best for last. Is it possible to look at it that way? Oh, yes. Because it's no fast. Take over smash every single time. I take your SummerSlam and I raise you a takeover. I just didn't think that this would be the one. Maybe it was part of because of what's been going on in the in the events of that brand, which is a politic that we'll talk about for another day. But I really just didn't see this uh, going as well as it did. But we had quite the roster here. We actually had a kickoff that had a match. But they didn't even call it a kickoff, right? It's a pre-show when they do it there. That's something else. Also, shout out to everybody who's been with us this entire week and all of you wonderful bastards out there who have hung in there probably with a lot more tolerance than I even have. I must say that. Um, everyone over on Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. What's that other one you like? Podcast Addict? I haven't heard from them. I hardly ever plug them. I should. They need to plug us. FM Player or Player FM, one of the two. Maybe both. Podbean, SoundCloud. You at this point, if you can find podcasts, you can find. As well as the live feeds over at Twitch and Facebook, talkbrunch.com for all of our links. Shout out the chat room at the end of the show. And Tao. Yeah, we, we could be on Tao too. You know. It would just be a. Lo- it would just be like an endless series of clips. Yeah, we could also be two guys who make a TikTok, but I don't wear panties. <laughs> It's a phrase I never thought I'd hear you say at the time I've known you. Yeah, I know, right? TikTok or panties? Isn't that funny to think, what was it around this time? God, a few years ago. You managed to string together a whole chat room in 24 hours while leaving SummerSlam. Thank you for reminding me of that because I forgot about that. I've never, I haven't forgotten it. I think about it every year when SummerSlam comes around. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. This is the first year that I didn't bring it up. And we'll probably talk a little bit more extensively about it on tomorrow's show since this is the week. But yeah, how many years ago was it? I don't even know. Oh, man, it's been, God, maybe, because I know it was within, what, the first year Talk Brunch was around, which is sometime, I, I think I joined up like the tail end of that. Like. It was the first year that we were around them, I guess. But the point being, because I've, I've seen clips, I came across clips recently of you and I uh, streaming stuff like early 2018. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen like old Jackbox stuff. 
Uh, I saw some of the old Sea of Thieves stuff showing up. I think I saw one of the two times I streamed stuff, which is like For Honor and Jurassic Park. Yeah, like stuff like that's been coming up recently. So you have to think 2018, <laughs> you like, had already memories. like you had already been here for a while by that point, which means that we had already had like a shift of power several times. But I digress before we talk about the pay-per-view. The point of this being that several years ago on SummerSlam weekend, I also had to get step away from a place that was making me sick. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that more without talking about it, really. I'm actually not going to talk about it. What I say we'll talk about them, but it's literally nothing to say. I'm like completely emotionally, mentally disconnected from those. But uh, you wound up here. I'm happier for it. Lovely. Yes. That being said, NXT TakeOver 36. Wonderful card. They still have a pretty solid roster with people like Cameron Grimes, Dakota Kai, Adam Cole, Dragunov, Karrion Cross. See, if, if tonight proved anything, it proves the main roster can pretend they're del- they're developmental, but we actually know what they are. By the way, this serves it up as episode 476 of Talk Brunch Live. And before we even God. get into the pay-per-view, we will be talking about episode 468 of NXT. You guys are catching up to us, but I'd have to mix. How many weeks would I have to miss? Seven, eight? Like almost a couple of months. And then they would also, I'd still... Um, be able to catch back up because I'm like we only do one episode a month that's the only way so yeah you guys are doing good though proud of you now they're gonna beat us right they're gonna make sure that there's a, a podcast on <laughs> like <laughs> all right anyway as you guys know we always go over the previous nxt's week since this was in our rotation nxt episode 468 starts with a singles match roderick strong being accompanied by hatchyman and malcolm bivens against dragunov with the finish to this being Dragunov with that spinning, what is that, a spinning elbow? Was that what they call it, the, tor- the p- Torpedo Moscow? Yeah, uh, well, the Torpedo Moscow is actually a running headbutt. So it's a headbutt he's doing, because I can't tell. Yeah, he, he, it, he basically, he, for those who have never seen tor- Torpedo Moscow, he runs and he, like, long darts himself. Yeah, I wasn't sure. It just looked like his whole body just spun, so I wasn't yeah. sure if it was an elbow, if I was sure if it was an elbow or a head. It took me when I first, when he first showed up in NXT UK. It took me seeing that move like three or four times before I realized what was actually happening because it happened so fast. Not to jump too far ahead, but even tonight when I saw him do it, like he did one off of uh, off of this guy's back where he kind of rolled off his back. I still thought that yeah, was an he, elbow. He, he, I didn't he, realize he, it was head, but back of the head, which was a callback to their last match. Yeah, I thought it was a spinning elbow this whole time. That's his head. No, it's a running head, but he literally just freaking Roman Reigns himself, but with his head. He's almost like that guy in Naruto. Remember the old Naruto? There was a guy who had like a dog as a as a as a pet, and his thing yeah. was he'd spin like he'd kind of whirlwind himself at you. <laughs> if that don't tell you that somebody is crazy, that their freaking finisher is literally just going skull first at full speed. Yeah, what is that? I, just, I didn't that's know scary. what was going I'm, I'm on. Telling people, me, Dragon off is fucking scary, and not just because of the eyes. It was almost a blessing because I'm not someone who keeps up with the UK weeklies. It was almost a blessing to watch these guys work, not know because not knowing what's going to happen. Like, I usually you could be like, well, he's going for like, for example, with Cole, like as soon as I could tell when he's going to hit the Panama sunrise before he even starts to go up yeah. with this. Since I'm not as familiar with this, like, oh, my God, what's this going to be? Oh, God, what's this going to be? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh-huh. Without getting too much into the match, because God, I can't wait till we get to talk about that. Even knowing what they could do. They still pulled out crazy shit. Yeah, that might be one of my favorite things All that I'm I see. saying, match of the night. Just <laughs> that might be one of my favorite things. Period. That was awesome. let alone match like, of the night. That's just one of my to follow NXT UK boys and girls. You have your reason. It's one of my favorite things so much. In fact, that here I am talking to you about it, and we haven't even gotten to the pay per view part yet. It does some shit. 
that's how excited I think a lot of people who are going to cover this pay-per-view are to talk about this match. Because it was, they delivered and exceeded. They redefined violence again. Yeah. Brutal, crazy stuff there. All right, let me get this up. You know, I'm so distracted talking about, like, I'm, look, look how far we jumped ahead. I don't even have the damn thing in front of me. Where is the, uh, <laughs> like, I'm ready to talk about that match and not talk about the uh, the stuff that we need to talk about. Thank Bear with sure. me, guys. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Is it, uh, is it this one? I guess it would be this one, right? You're not going to know. Like, you can see my damn screen. <laughs> That's when you know you have too many. Uh, well, you are going to actually see my screen. Technically, yeah. <laughs> Let's get that torpedo thing on the screen because Jesus. Yeah, his. I've never seen a finisher like this before. Oh, yeah. Looking through this reminds me of some other stuff going on. So we're going to get into why he looks like that in a few minutes because I had to figure it out, too. I was like, what? I went back. I I kind of get it now. But we'll get into that later. Long story. Well, let's start here. Looking through a crimson mask. We talked about it earlier, how insane it was for Dragunov to take this match so close to that TakeOver 36 matchup this Sunday with Walter. We are seeing it firsthand. Why? It was a- I love how he called for the movie. Dragunov is and me right between the eyes. Well, you have to question oh if Dragunov can... He's a mean dude, man. Hey, look at that shit. So this is like, how that is a terrifying superstar that they have in NXT. <laughs> yeah, Dragunov is quite impressive. And you I'm, wouldn't think as vicious and violent as he is, he and Strong are about the same size. Yeah, no, he, there's some violence going on there. Here is a here are a couple of interesting Everybody highlights here. This was cool. This is uh, I believe it's a senton that comes up here. It looked really solid. Answered by Dragunov. Look at Dragunov countering and big chop across the chest. Yeah, look at that. Like how many people you know who do spinning back chops? Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, here's the scary part for people for people um who watch this match tonight. Dragunov didn't used to be this violent. He's gotten worse since he's been in the UK. Yeah, he definitely has. Look at this. This is a co-op. I believe, I guess I would want to say Uranagi here. Improves dividends for Strong. Not just a smart mind, but getting involved slightly. Uranagi on the apron. Almost. Somewhat. It looked like a half and half into a Uranagi. Yeah. Because he usually transitions that into a backbreaker. You know, Roderick Strong has like 45 different backbreakers. And now we're going to get into how the hell his face looks like that. Ela did get opened up in this match. Yeah, and I think it's his own fault, isn't it? Let's see if we go. Knowing his crazy ass, it might be. He, it was here. Okay. I don't want to go on too far. I don't want to go past it. He winds up. Look at these Germans, right? So first German suplex. Brutal. We talked about that unbridled intensity. And this is also going to answer your guys' question as to why he has that scar during the pay-per-view. Didn't break the grip. Yeah, the competitive election. So he German suplexes Roderick onto his own face. Like, I don't know how that happened. I'm he not just, quite sure. It's because Dragunov's Germans are so wild. He just throws you. Like, at that point, it's just up to gravity where you land. Look at what... Oh my god. Oh my god. 
See, he recoiled, and it probably had something hard on its tights, I can't tell, but something, something caught him. I don't know, it doesn't look like there's any kind of engraving or anything, like what happened with Naya, you know? I guess maybe it was just the impact. I thought there was something rough there, but no, look, look at the blood, man. Oh, Lord. We saw it last week in that Titanic main event with Pete Dunne. He was not built to go backwards at all. The harder you hit him... Brutal, right? It's like if he, as if he wasn't scary enough. Now he's bleeding. Yeah, that was a bit of a botch there. Yeah, he yeah. hurt himself a little bit bad. I'll be careful. Good lord, right? <laughs> but then again, how careful can you tell a man with a running head but a finisher to be? <laughs> yeah, like I guess this is at this point we throw careful out the window with these guys because again, this yeah, isn't even the pay per view. Like you know what? As long as I don't die, like <laughs> this isn't even the pay per view, and we're already at like the point where I don't even know what to say. <laughs> but the best part about it is mission accomplished because they were like this is what this crazy fucker will do in just a random match that's what he does you know he's fighting for his life every single night that's what it feels like really yeah Pfft, unbelievable alright let's get back into the program here do we have anything else uh, I mean that was mainly the things there though that was mainly the stuff that happened in regards to that uh I know Swerve wasn't on here, but since we are covering the previous NXT, I have to ask this. I'm going to bring it up on the screen first, and then maybe you can help me out with what's happening here. Okay, so Legado del Fantasma has Swerve's um, grill. grill. Right. So they took his grill out of his mouth, as we saw the previous week. So now they're out there, and they're calling him out for his grill, right? Mm-hmm. It's a trap! How come Swerve? Let's put this off the screen for a minute. How come Swerve went? Look, they called you out. The bad guys, the evil people, are waiting for you. Why did you go? And why did you go alone? And why did your friends watch you go alone? And it gets even weirder, because look at this here. And I know they're going to try to fucking flag us for sure. They only flag us when we don't compliment them. Then obviously your buddies are going to come and fuck you up, right? Oh, so now you're getting jumped, which is what would happen, because that's what these three do. And then the friends who are in the fucking ring. Look, hold on, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Why did you go with him? I can't believe that they let that happen. Like... Am I fucking missing something here? They set a trap that poorly. This isn't like Roadrunner Wiley Coyote shit here. They basically said, come outside so that we could jump you. And then he went outside and got jumped as you would. And then the rest of Hit Row, they're like, oh shit, we better get, look at, you're still in the ring. You are still in the ring. If you were my friends, you're not my fucking friends at that point. You are in the ring. If I'm on Even the if Tron, you don't think it's a trap. I'm taking my grill back, and we whooping your ass. Like, what? If if my if I'm on the Tron, getting my ass whipped, and my stable's in the ring, I need a new stable. You know what I mean? And I hate to say it because I like Hit Row, but I just can't believe that they let Swerve go out there and get his ass kicked, and then went, "Oh man, we really got to help this guy." This is worse than what happened. I need answers. This is like, I guess they, they, they must hang out with the inner circle because that's the same shit that happened to them, right? Where Guevara came out late and then Hager came out afterwards. Santana and Ortiz never came. <laughs> What's with run-ins lately, man? And, and that's something that's, that, that all wrestling companies are guilty of. How come it's just the fact, like, like why is it that the baby faces never have each other's backs? 
That doesn't make oh, any sense. Man. Like, no, no. Like, the Come heels on, are always able to come out. Sense. The heels come out in formation. No matter who the heels are, they come out in perfect formation. They're always ready. They'd be ready. For, and, if, and if not, they be. If not, they got shit on standby. Like, like if you so much as see somebody who looks like him come out, open ass. That is crazy. Unbelievable. But yeah, come on, guys. Do better with Hit Row. We love Hit Row. You can't be fucking them up like don't that. Don't fuck up Hit Row. Please don't. But then, oh, and I'm not even done. Then what makes me even more disappointed, and we're going to go back to this. So Legato the Fantasma is out there beating up Swerve. And what are they going to do? Take another grill from him? And here comes Hit Row, right? I'm more disappointed that Hit Row succeeds. Because what the hell does that say about Legato the Fantasma? So wait a minute. You guys had to run from the ring. You you set this perfect ambush that they somehow fell from. You had the upper hand. You played the numbers game. And I guess the baby faces still fucked you up. I mean, I guess we can say it's because uh, of the fact that she has Sting's baseball bat. Look at this. This is Streets of Rage, right? All we need is the music. So they basically take out Legato the Fantasma. So they sort of make up for the fact that uh, these guys get there late. I could give a forgiveness there, but not have an issue with Legato. Like you guys set an ambush and then still managed to fail. Boo. Now, I think about it. That would make sense of why they didn't go with Swerve. Because they already know, worst case scenario, he's going to get his ass kicked for a little bit. But when we show up, that's... <laughs> Looks like Team Rocket's blasting off again. Exactly. You know, that's what it seems like. Because like, they, they did that. <laughs> Come on. Oh, and I like those shit. guys, too. Man. Anyway, what do we have after this? I'm trying to look at this. All right. After that, we had a singles match. Cameron Grimes against Josh Briggs. What do you think happened? I think that NXT is definitely not following Vince McMahon's philosophy of big men going over. No, because we're realistic here. Cameron Grimes went to the moon. We don't push you just because you're bigger than everybody else down here. No, we definitely don't. You got to earn your heat, Mr. Briggs. <laughs> mm-hmm. We see it a lot, but I love watching Cameron Grimes' Spanish fly. Just right, a very... His is so different from everybody else's. Mm-hmm. So here we go. This is when it happened on our Wednesday. Rick's countered by Grimes. Grimes now. Take his head off. Showcasing that speed. Oh. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know what I love about his is that you don't realize it's happening until like three quarters of the way through the move. Yeah. I've never seen like a flash Spanish fly again. That's almost like and what you would call that. If you go back and look at it, it almost looks like it's going to be like that dual cross body spot when he does it. Yeah. Like he doesn't, he doesn't hook it up like a complete shot like everybody else does it's such a wild looking move now i popped hard for this i don't know if you popped hard for this but i popped hard for this there was a moment that was in this do you remember what indy's last line of this was oh god i don't think i remember you didn't hear it oh no i'm gonna run this man this is awesome i'm almost glad i didn't but at the same time i don't know Matching was no, 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 no. He's tattoos. so no. sweet. I'm thinking about taking the relationship to the next level. Okay, first of all, the gloves. When, when, with the gloves. Second of all, if you want to take things to the next level, the true test is how you work together in the ring as a team. Okay, take it from the greatest couple in the history of mixed tag team. 
How long have you been standing there, you weirdo? Oh, how'd that cake taste last week, huh? <laughs> oh, he loved it. He even had room for pie. <laughs> Bee. I did not fucking see that coming, dude. I rewound that shit somewhere. <laughs> Yo, look at their faces. Oh my god. That looks like a man who in that moment envisioned that whole scenario in his head. It did not like how that story ends. Wait do you hear this though. Listen to the reaction after this. Fuck. Wait. I, I read that menu. I read that menu front and back. <laughs> and there's no and there's no pie. Surprise. <laughs> I love how it cuts away as they figure it out. Have room for pie. Wait a minute. I like how Gargano and Candace like, but there wasn't pie on the menu. Oh, that is vulgar. All right. Next. And as much as I hate to move on, I could have stayed in that forever. Tag team match. At least we kind of stay on it because it's Dexter Loomis and Andy Hartwell for the first time teaming together. The new lovebirds, the new pie-eating lovebirds against the Robert Stone brands, Jesse Camilla and Robert Stone. I thought it was going to be... Understand, f- I scrolled on my tab and got to Dexter's face as you said pie-eating lovebirds. Man. <laughs> Not a visual I want to have is Dexter Loomis looking at me eye to fucking eye. <laughs> I, was, I thought it was going to be Frankie Monet and robert stone in which case i was worried but i mean jesse camille i'm gonna be able to kick her ass i kind of know what was going on here I, but i forget she exists until she see until i see her but what's cool about this is now that indy has teamed up with a uh, freaking dexter she's taken on his characteristics but to a point right. where even he's scared like when you look at him in the ring he does his creepy intro but then she behind him does the same creepy intro and he looks over like oh what the fuck which i thought was great <laughs> Like, so there's no chance of a safe word. Well, something else. You hey, look at how she does the glove and everything. All the serious stoic. Look, they're <laughs> the perfect couple. The near heartbreaks, the emotional roller coaster, but the undeniable chemistry. And he crawls into the ring and does his creepy crawl. For anyone listening to this on iTunes or um, Apple Park, or whatever the hell they call them, Spotify. And look at she does. He did it to I love the look at his face. He's like What? what the hell? Okay. <laughs> like what happened? And they both do it. It's the theater of the grotesque right in front of our eyes. We are set for mixed tag team action here. Look how he looks back. Whoa. <laughs> what the fuck are you? He's still fucking today. What Oh man, I'm back on board with this story. They got them away. I hate to say it, but they had to get them away from Candace and Johnny just because they became way too cartoony. Like that part of the story where they were at the walkie talkies and the trench coats and they were spying on them. That was too much. And we need to get this, move this away a little bit. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that we did that there. Um, Match itself was okay. You know, it was what you would expect like a match like this. Um, I found the it cool interesting. was how mm-hmm. Indy decided to finish this because she did not use her springboard elbow this time. No, no. Uh, she did the uh, his thing. The silence. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the hell it was called. Um, I thought this was weird. Is this they did a rope break here instead of a tag? Oh, what's up, Capigan? Yeah, have, have a good night, man. 
This is, it is late for us. I know it's late. Oh, actually, we're not doing terrible timing, but yeah. I got to go back a little bit on this one. Also got to look at the chat room more often. Big I'm just getting, I'm just in my element here because I was loving it. That time the slam connection. Isn't it weird that here they weren't able to do the tag, but she was able to do the road break? And now a single leg crab. But look at Hartwell locking eyes with Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis, you can see the most emotion we've ever seen out of him. Hartwell will not quit. Looking in the eyes of Loomis. Loomis now, without even saying a word. Giving Hartwell the will to fight. See, like, what the hell? How come that one? You could have made a tag there. You know? My story was weird. Not a terrible thing. Just weird. It was like, oh. Yeah. Long story short, she goes over, like you said. But the part that becomes weird. She goes over to Beth Phoenix. I guess, I don't know. Maybe there was some sort of, she confided in her that this was going to happen. She's like, are you sure? You want to do this? And Beth Phoenix gives her the ring and I guess wishes her well. This is the most weird Zip it, Barrett! I love how she's like, zip it, Barrett. Don't ruin this moment for all of us. We've been waiting for this. Isn't that amazing? And he said yes! something oh boy so are you happy about the new couple index i mean i haven't seen some people move fast but damn like all right yeah right super fast here and not scrolling around now, i'm calling now next week and he gonna be pregnant no don't put that out there like that <laughs> hey i've seen some people do it in reverse all right <laughs> you must not put that out there man <laughs> hey, I gotta be realistic. Guys. I don't want any of that. Um, all right, we gotta move along because we gotta get to the paper. Right? I can't believe we already burned half an hour on this NXT breakout tournament semifinal match of, of Duke Hudson against Carmella Hayes. Um, I don't remember who who uh, who won this actually. Not uh, anything about Carmelo, it. Car- uh, Carmelo Hayes by advance with a diving leg drop. Oh, right, right, that crazy ass leg drop that he does. Is it? Okay, what, what are they all kind of? But- I mean, I'm actually going to bring that up just because of uh, what is it called again? Oh, I oh know. man, I can't even. I, I know I heard the name once, but I can't remember what the name of it is. I feel like it was the green leg drop or something. The green, I don't know. I couldn't even. I only heard it once. Let's find out because we can just put it up. That's the magic of technology. Kidding landing on the outside. Carmelo clearly aware of that. This could be it. Hayes to the top rope, looking down on Hudson, looking to fly. Connects. Hayes connects. Hayes into the cover. Hooks the leg. Carmelo Hayes. I guess he didn't say it. I feel like I heard it called something before. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think of him winning over Duke Hudson? I mean... I think I, I feel like I remember seeing Car- Carmelo Hayes before the uh, breakout tournament, so it was a guy I was already kind of familiar with. So I definitely don't see anything wrong with it. All right, cool. Anyway, we get some uh, Cameron Grimes off his redemption arc, right? Put you in this position. 
You're, you're sorry? Ted, are you, are you kidding me? You're, you're here saying that you're sorry? Ted, I got myself into this mess. I, I, do you remember? I, I came into a lot of money, Ted, and I lost my mind. I wanted to be the million dollar champion. So you gave me that opportunity, Ted. You brought the million dollar championship here and you gave me the opportunity to become that champion. Sadly, I dropped the ball and I dropped the ball and I dropped the ball. But when I stopped believing in myself, Ted, the million dollar man was there to believe in me. I'm not a butler, Ted. I'm a champion. You're a Look at Ted corpsing. <laughs> best part. And after TakeOver 36, Ted, together we will be million dollar champions going to the moon! Oh, same for the man. Borte couldn't even careful. That's my camera! There you go. I feel like he had to do the million dollar man laugh just to suppress the real laugh. Oh boy, says something else. Really fun stuff going on here. NXT tag team title match: MSK's Nash Carter and Wesley defending the championship against Imperium's Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. And uh, hey, what do you think happened? Well, what I think happened is that Dragunov and Walter fucked it up for them. Yeah, because they started the brawl. Poor Imperium got distracted and all the chaos. Fucking not hit that elevated blockbuster. Dragnov really wanted him. Like, it felt like Dragnov wanted Walter more than Walter wanted Dragnov. Like, he really oh, wanted to get to him. Like, the, 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 it's kind of like I showed you in, um, that one clip that we played before. It's like he's he's been obsessed for 10 months about getting Walter again. Yeah, well, this is what happened. <laughs> Yo, look at. Do you see Walter in the background? Yeah. <laughs> that made it worth it. Look at. Look at Walter in the background. Look what he does. He's like, ah, shit, you motherfucker. <laughs> he went and kicked him for that shit. He kicked him for good measure. Yeah, he just keeps this guy doesn't stop. Guy doesn't stop, man. And then MSK, of course, you know, comes to try to save him. They don't want him to die before his match. But they do get the upper hand heel. See? 
They go over with him laying there with the poles. Oh, come on! Scary feud in here. That is the definition of a blood feud. I believe uh, that's really the only last relevant thing that happened for Wednesday. Now that we spent like 30 minutes or so on Wednesday. I mean, the rest is the Samoa Joe uh, part, essentially. At the end, they yeah, do a pull apart. Joe and Cross having their little last face off. Yeah, they just do like a bit of a pull apart between them. You know, how oh, imagine how things are going to go this Sunday. Pull apart. The only Logan just shows up for no fucking reason. Get off of me. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that in so long until that moment. I don't know why. Oh man. Oh, wouldn't that be great if that was the bit now? Like every time there's a pull apart, he just shows up from fucking nowhere. Did somebody say pull apart? Get off of me. <laughs> It'll be like in uh in half bake whenever when they said that they whenever they start smoking, it's like Snoop Dogg will come out from somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Remember that shit? <laughs> They were like, he just comes out. You ever have that friend that he just comes? You 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 like to join? He comes out of nowhere. And they were sitting on the porch, and like as soon as Dave Chappelle lit it, he's like, "What's up?" And Snoop was there, and he took it and he he smoked like practically the whole thing. And when he went to grab it, he went, he yanked his hand back. I ain't even hit the motherfucker yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be fucking only. <laughs> but he's literally gonna be not even hit the motherfucker. Yeah. Oh God. All right. Uh, it is time to talk about uh, NXT TakeOver 36, starting with the pre-show, which had Rich Holland being accompanied by Pete Dunne against Trey Baxter. And uh, this match was unplanned, and I don't think anyone cared about it, including myself. I know Rich Holland went over. Yeah, we, we all we all know Rob Hoobazang went up. No, fuck. You know, unless somebody hits him with a crossbody off the top, he'll be fine. <laughs> that's when you gotta start shitting bricks you know I know that you could throw people around let's see how you do the next time you gotta catch somebody you know we know you can pitch but can you catch <laughs> I know you can dunk motherfucker but can you block <laughs> because statistics tells me no you can't <laughs> I've seen you catch one person. They it's work out well. Simple. It's two things. First of all, but yeah, this is this is uh overall there's just him. You know, he, he looks big. You know, I mean, I'm not really sold on him yet. I get it. They have another big guy. He does big guy shit well. Look, dude, was he was he supposed to fall? Like, is that the spot? It isn't right. It can't be the spot, right? No. I can't tell. To be like a toss belly to belly, and if it wasn't, that's just weird. <laughs> he was having flashbacks. He saw somebody up in the air and say, "Oh shit!" That's what it looks like, right? Like a PTSD from it. He's not, you know what? He's not that good, man. And and physique-wise, I've seen more impressive people. You know what he looks like? He looks like a uh, Chris Masters off the juice. Greater value, Chris Masters. He looks like superstar Chris Masters. Remember when they realized Chris Masters? Yeah. He's he's Chris Masters final. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like he's not he he's not that good, man. They have better big guys than that. Like why do they have this guy? Like what do they want him for? Right, but then have better big guys. If they don't give a shit if they're better big guys, they don't give a shit if they're big guys. This other guy is better, Trey Baxter? Yeah. You noticed that, right? 
Oh, dude, great. He whiffs a little bit and he fucks up. But I mean, compared to what they're dealing with here, we don't need a big guy like that that's not even in great shape. I mean, I'm sure just like everyone else in WWE, the fact that you are, your entire livelihood and your life is taken away from you and you have to be on the road seven days a week practically and constantly moving, he's going to get that nice WWE ring shape for sure. But there are people closer to it, you know. But anyone who wants to look at this sexy specimen, this pitcher of sorts, this non-catcher. There See, I was, going, I was going to say Trey Baxter, and then you said non-catcher, and I was like, oh, it's too late. <laughs> like, Damn, I missed my timing. But then after his match, he calls out Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, let me bring that up because I actually have that here. I wasn't, I, I'm being honest, I didn't fully listen to him. I didn't think that it was necessary. I just heard him say Timothy Thatcher, and I was like, oh, don't do it to yourself. I didn't realize it until in hindsight after they posted, like, oh, shit, that was relevant to them. Why the fuck is that his music? That sounds like the music that would be the trailer to a UFC pay-per-view. They have the bollocks big enough to challenge Rich Holland. Timothy Thatcher! I hope you're paying attention. Because this is a direct look into your future. Why does he dislike Timothy Thatcher again? I don't I don't remember if it was Thatcher or Lorcan. Which one of them is the one he had to catch? Lorcan. It was Lorcan? Which is funny, Lorcan's the one in the stable with Pete Dunn. So they're so by him being with Pete Dunn, they are they are basically stable mates. Yeah, I was I was thinking. So That's you're so in the same stable funny. as the guy that, that you caught that you broke your whole leg where you were screaming, where they carried you away and I heard him going, Ah, Yo, he sounded when they stretched him away. He sounded like when a villain in Die Hard falls off a building. He was like, ah, yeah. <laughs> like he was screaming the whole way. Even when they kept the camera off of him, the one time they needed to pipe in crowd noise, they didn't. Okay, next I want to see. He sounded like when Bojack was squeezing Gohan. You know what the upsetting part is? I remember you bringing that clip up before the past. That's what's so funny about it. I was like, yep, there it is again. There's the scream. <laughs> Except he can't come back talk about something. I'm my father's son. Like, no. Like, look at this, man. You're just but fucking yeah. rage hollering, bro. Yeah, and you're right. That music, I didn't notice it until you pointed out, but doesn't that sound like the trailer to a, to a UFC pay-per-view? A fight night at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that that sounds like the finale for a season of Tough. Oh God, you're right. Oh, fuck this fucking the ultimate finale theme music shit. Like you don't get the fuck out of here. All right. If you ain't well, never seen a contrast of fucking yin and yang. Pete Dunne, smaller, badass music. Rich Holland, fucking big. UFC fight night on. They must realize that he uh that he needs work. That's why they they came up with a pre-show just for him because we've never had matches on the pre-show before, have we? Rarely. It used to always be the cruiserweight. Sometimes I almost never remember it. You know, you know, just yeah, pre pre-show matches for takeovers are rare. I'm trying to think of one before this one. Honestly, I felt like this was my it's first. Been, it's been a long time. I can't even remember the last time, but I feel like it's happened before. Yeah. Well, someone referenced that from because actually today, Seb even asked me. He was like, "Oh, you know, they happen to kick off at seven thirty or whatever," and I was like, "Yeah, you don't have to watch it. They don't ever have a match there." And he was the one who was like, "They're having a match." He was like, "What? Oh, I guess we gotta go." <sighs> now the pay-per-view now, begins. Fun stuff. Exactly. Million dollar 
title match. L.A. Knight defending his million-dollar championship against Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes defending the honor of his buddy Ted DiBiase. Now, the finish to this is interesting because Knight winds up eating a roundhouse kick because he goes for the million-dollar title to cheat with and gets into a conflict with the ref. Then on the outside, he tries to uh, to get him some of Ted, and he winds up eating a right hand from Ted and then getting put in the million-dollar dream. There's something that you don't see very often. Right. Last time I think I've seen that. Oh, I don't even remember now that I think about it last time. It's been so been... long since I've seen him hit that on anybody. I was like, oh, my God. I was going to say maybe it would have been uh, Stone Cold when he was the ringmaster, but no, Ted Jr. might have had it, right? I'm sure he did. Yeah, he did. Actually, he had a uh, he had Dream Street. He turned it into a slam. Right. Exactly. Wow. You good memory. Hit You're the, right. The, the it, it, he locked it in, and then it sort of went into like a it wasn't a submission with him. Right. Look at that. Uh, it, went, and, it started out with the Million Dollar Dream, and then it went to almost something like kind of like the Colossus. Mm-hmm. So, what were your thoughts on the uh, Cameron Grimes match to the moon? I'm gonna tell you. Oh, didn't mean this to blow it over you. Hey. I enjoyed this was this was a nice proper kickoff to the show, not freaking Rob Holiday where it was racist. But Rob no, Holiday. Uh, <laughs> oh, you don't understand. Like I, I spent like half that match just trying to come up with funny names. Like I, I can't with Rob Holiday, fucking Randy Hoobastank. Oh, dude, you don't understand. I had a field day during that match. Look at this. This is Cameron Grimes about to hit the Davy Richards. That that apron kick. Whoa! Oh, it misses there. Swinging a miss, Grimes. Counter there. Catches him there. I like that. Yes, I call it the Davy Richards. That's who I've seen do the most. He might have been the first, but I've never seen anyone do it more than Davy. Smiles in the background Davey because of Grimes can't get the job done. Oh, it's Tibiasi becomes a personal butler of LA Knight, but Grimes right now is in control. This is exactly what Grimes. LA Knight is a really good heel. I see why you like him. Oh, that dude's he yeah, he's always been excellent. The only time I ever watched him and it was uncomfortable watching him was when he um first showed up whether it was him one other guy and drew mcintyre and tna and they were a group and he was a face it was weird but the second he turned heel it was like he's a, he's a natural everything about him screams raging douche and it's wonderful yeah he does a good job at that it's fun to hate yeah it took him a little bit it took them a little bit to kind of get everybody comfortable with this new character but it really is just an extension of eli drake which is a different thing mm-hmm I'm sharing that on social media in case you guys are wondering why things are slowing down here. I'm controlling the truck, too, if you will. We do it live on one seat, and we don't pipe in crowd noise. We do it live. Fuck it. It's fucking greatest clip ever, I swear to God. No, we'll do it live. <laughs> Fuck it. Do it live. <laughs> I didn't expect you to play the audio that time. I forgot I had it. And I was like, wait a minute, I got that one. There's a few ones in there. It's just like we did, they don't even get used anymore. <laughs> Just sitting there on a rainy day, just in case. But yeah, this match was great. And of course, uh, the finish after all that chaos, Grimes goes over with the cave in. Mm-hmm. He sure does. And he as far got as high, got high on that one, did he? Yeah, he got really high. Like, he, he was really, really high. high yeah. Also, also, I thought this was a a really good burning hammer here. Oh yeah, I know the one you're talking about. I guess you can call it. Is it a burning hammer? So I don't know if this guy has a name for it. I actually not I think about it. I don't think I've ever seen him hit that move before. I well, think about him in the first. I don't know if he's done it before. It's the first time I've seen him do it, at least. But yeah, that was beautiful. Oh, well, he better <laughs> be careful because I've seen people hit burning hammers before, and there's one person who doesn't like it. And his name 
is John Cena. He also was movies, so we ain't got nothing to worry about. Exactly. He got beat. He got F five back to Hollywood. He, you know, I, he, I, he don't come back around these parts no more. And, and anyways, at this point, if you got a problem with it, just tell him I'll tell Brock. Yeah, don't make I'll me come down there. Lesnar. Don't I'm make me come down daughter. there. I'll call her too, goddamn it. No, don't call her. That's where you got She's busy. <laughs> Minor side note. I was telling me further having a conversation one day. He talked about how much Charlotte looks like Ric Flair. And he was like, You're looking exactly the same person. And I was like, You want to see some shit? I'll show you some shit. I showed him a side by side of Brock and Maya. He goes, What the fuck just happened? I was like, I don't know. It's like when Martin or Eddie Murphy makes a movie and they're all the characters. <laughs> right. It's, it's worse now that Brock has longer hair. Eddie Murphy. And Eddie Murphy. <laughs> featuring Eddie Murphy. You remember they used to do shit like that? Oh my god. <laughs> you don't understand. Like, the Nutty Professor tripped me the fuck out lately. Like, That's what he's known for. It took me till the third time to realize, and I was like, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> no, that is, that is his, that's his signature move, doing shit like that. That shit fucked me up so bad. I was like, that's like when you see Tyler Perry and Medea in the same place. I was like, wait a minute. But you're playing <laughs> that person and Medea? And Medea? Yeah, I mean, no disrespect to Tyler Perry, though, but it's kind of like Medea, I guess the humor in it is how blatantly it's Tyler Perry. It's kind of like Eddie Murphy literally vanishes into his roles, you know? Yeah. Where it's like Tyler Perry, it's the absurdity. It's the opposite thing where, like, you're supposed to know that Tyler, that Tyler Perry is playing this down south black woman and also playing one of her younger relatives. Like, Tyler Perry is like Grandma Ma. Didn't we talk about Grandma Ma on here before? Yeah. I <laughs> Remember Grandmama? That's what Tyler Perry's like. Remember when Converse had Grandmama? It was Larry Johnson, and he would play his he he would be his own grandmother. Yes. You remember that? I was like, these sneakers are so good that my Grandmama could beat you in them. Yo, Grandmama! And then he would come out. <laughs> Let me see if I <laughs> we gotta bring that shit up now, right? Oh uh, yeah. They're like these motherfuckers always segue. All right, we do it for the funny. They always segue away. Y'all motherfuckers always laugh, so don't complain. Everyone. Let me see if I get. I think I found it. Once I get past the ad here. <laughs> oh my god! Now, now we got to get Converse. For them sponsorships. These are my new shoes from Converse. They're so light and so fast, my grandma can whoop you in them. Grandma, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> What you can't catch. Okay, Granny. One on one, me and you. That was a lucky shot, Grandma. <laughs> Converse introduces two new shoes with the React juice. Yo, hold on. I love the sound. I gotta go back. I love the sound that his grandmama made after that part. Listen. But you can't catch. Okay, Granny. One on one, me and you. That was a lucky shot, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you sell Converse. Converse introduces two new shoes with the React Juice, made for a new breed of player. I'm back. <laughs> I throw elbows. A lot. I step on your feet. I will hit you. I hold you. Basically, I work you till you die. Sweet on the outside, but remember, it's what's inside that counts. 
grandmama. She was a celebrity for a while. I swear, but every now and then. Larry Johnson. Back when Larry Johnson was the Converse guy. I know. We better be careful when fucking Mr. T show up. Everybody should love their grandmama. I got one more bonus one for you. Oh, fuck. (laughs) You're going to really get a kick out of this one. You know the worst part is I feel like it's even worse because I know Stacey's is sponsoring a 2-on-2 basketball tournament. What do you get if you win? Season tickets to the Chicago Bulls. No, you fucking didn't. I'm in. Great. Hey, man, this Jackson. If he enters this tournament, we might as well go home. Hey, you want to be my partner? Yo, dog, I'm on it. I ran into Kenny Jackson. The spider? Oh, he's mighty good. Oh, what about me? But I just might have the right partner for you. Well, who is it? Do I know him? It's not a him. It's a her. Why, you're suggesting that I partner up with an elderly woman? <laughs> they had Grandmama on Family Matters. Grandmama's canon in the Family Matters universe. We win. Steven, this jerk should play for the final point. What about me? I'm not hurt. You could be. <laughs> Grandma bullies you, and then Steve wins. Come on. Only in family matters. I'm, I'm really sorry I dumped you. And even worse, I lost a good friend. And I decided to give it to my best friend, Eddie Winslow. Oh, that's so nice. Even though you got your ass whipped by Grandma or the other guy did or whatever. There's a gimmick that WWE could invest in. They need a Grandmama. They fucking up. Don't do that. You don't, you don't think that there should be another character like that, like a Santina? Because it's going to have to be politically correct, and I don't feel like having to go through all that bullshit just for a laugh. Saturn, Saturn in the dress, remember that? See, that was funny. Remember Vito in the dress? Problem with Saturn in the dress is that he didn't want to take it off afterwards. Like, that became Problem the angle, you remember? Vito fucking wrestling style showed up in the dress with his full wrestling style change when the dress came. I remember they gave, like, a really wishy-washy version of the FBI on SmackDown. Nothing like the ECW FBI. No Tony oh, yeah, Mamaluke. They, they, or... they got their asses whooped every other week. No Tony Mamaluke fucking um, Little Guido was called Nunzio The only thing I did like Used to like The way he used to bump It used to be great They just weren't cool anymore though The whole point of that Was to be cool Anyway let's get back On to track here Did Cameron Grimes Get busted open? Um, Yeah about around The bridge of his nose He got opened up A little bit It wasn't like Dragging off bad But yeah he, He's just a blood Yeah I thought Something weird happened there Well at least It was nothing too major You know Anyway uh, I did like L.A. Knight's superplex on Cameron Grimes as well. It's funny how uh, how many of these things there are, you know, how many spots this guy has. Like for a guy who I wasn't really keen on early. All right. Good yeah. guy. This is stuff I kind. This is stuff I knew he always had in him. I was just like, they just need to hurry up and kind of let him start doing this stuff. Yeah, very athletic here. I put it up on the Tron for you guys to see. That's like a Kurt Angle-esque move right there. Yeah, jumped up to the very top and German suplex the shit out of him. To the moon. Aw. And then back down to the ground. Holy shit. Dude, it's fucking fast, man. He's as fast as a Bianca Belair title run. <laughs> or defense, rather. <laughs> I was doing that all day yeah, in the yeah. chat room. <laughs> it's like, terrible. holy shit, that guy was as fast as Bianca Belair <laughs> versus Becky Lynch. Um, but I'm telling you, I'm waiting for him to fuck it up. I don't know how they go do it this time, but I'm waiting for it. Oh yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious too. I'm not, I'm just, I just want to see how badly they screw this one up and then go. But we're a family, no? Yeah, family until 
anyone that wanted to see it, you get to see Ted's working punches, right? Right. That's what I'm here for. I see you, Ted. Okay. Yeah, let me bring those up on the screen. Good old Ted DiBiase and his working punches on LA Night. Look at that. No, I know it's small. Don't worry. We're coming back. Throws it better than most guys. Right. And then Ted also applies the uh, million dollar dream like we talked about. I got a little clip of that here, too. Doesn't look tight. I'm not going to lie, but yeah. you know, I guess it's just the mark out moment. There's more to get it in there. Mm hmm. Anyway, so that butler gimmick is gone. And also, I guess the storyline and the feud is over because it's not like this guy becomes a butler or anything, right? He's just free to go. I mean, they, they would have to, the, the, the butler thing would definitely have to go, but I mean, they could run it back, but. No. I refuse. There's really no reason to. Like, this was, if you yeah, didn't, this was the third match anyway. So, like, If you're not going to make him the butler, and if he was never at risk of being a butler, and if he got away with murder hearing, all he had to do was lose, and he gets to go now. They do not get to come back with shit. more shit. No. He didn't get to, he didn't take a stipulation. I don't like that. At the end of the feud, you didn't take any stipulation. Nothing bad. You were never at risk. So now go away. Enough. That's just where I am. You know how like, you no. do there was no, no, fuck that. That was the end of the feud. They'd be sitting there and be like, we got to do it again. Why? No, you don't. We need something I, for the next takeover. No, you don't. They did it because it's easy. These guys probably know each other from when they were, when he was Eli Drake and Trevor Lee in TNA. But why not? They were in how to work. It's like, we got, we, it's like we got three good matches out of them. Now just let them go their separate ways. Hard to believe that guy was ever Trevor Lee, right? Right. I remember when, I remember they did an angle in TNA where he wasn't even X Division champion, but he stole the title. And he would like wear the title during the match. Like, that's back when I was bumping with the X Division title on. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? That's back when we were saying the joke that Trevor Lee looks like. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like he shits after a shower. He looks the kind of guy who shits after a shower. Back when you were, when you were talking about when he was stealing up in the fucking. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Trevor. I'm so sorry. It was funny at the time, okay? It's still funny now, but still. That was great. You're right, he was stealing the title from TNA. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even an exhibition champion, but he stole it, and it was like a month where he was just wrestling with the belt. Like, oh, he didn't even take it all. He didn't even take it all before the match. That's what made it funny. He's that was such a fucked up like, thing to say. Superplexes from the top rope with the goddamn belt still on. Oh, my God. Anyway, let me see if there's any more stuff pertaining to this. Oh, yeah, we got a we got a LA Knight thing. We're one that was going on with LA Knight. Let's see. Oh, snap. L.A. Knight, you demanded this interview time. Um, what do you have to say? <laughs> I demanded this interview... <laughs> can't even talk straight. I demanded the interview time when I didn't think it was going to be a two-on-one match. When I thought it was just going to be me and another man out there, me holding on to my title, me coming back because that's how it goes down every single time. But instead, I go out there. Do you know, do you know once upon a time, Ted DiBiase punched a man in his face. Bob Armstrong, legend in the business, broke his face broke a man's face i stood out there i took that punch and i got up like a man i'm here i'm looking at you i'm talking to you now man and a half but it took two guys to take that million dollar championship off of me 
And so here I stand. Do I want this time? No, I don't want this time now. But since he gave me this time, I'm going to take it. Okay? How's that? Because here we are. The Million Dollar Championship goes off with some hillbilly Cameron Grimes. Now he gets to live his dreams happily ever after with Ted DiBiase. Yay! And nobody cares. You know what? You can't think that I'm done at this point. You can't think that it hasn't just started right here, right now, because I made it that way. Why is that? Whose game is it? You know, because you're getting lost in these blue eyes right now. That's the Kavorka, yeah! Whose game is it? It's LA Knight's game. I ain't done. Get up. Okay. Now we'll see what's next, sir. Moving along, we have the NXT women's title match. Raquel Gonzalez defending her championship against Dakota Kai. And the finish being? The Avalanche the power one-handed powerbomb. Power straight to hell. I can't actually say Avalanche one-handed. This was more like middle rope. Right? Yeah. Middle, middle turnbuckle. It's still Avalanche. Again, I guess you're higher than you're supposed to be. To that wouldn't exactly been that wouldn't exactly been that safe. So no, it wouldn't. Have. I guess I still give it Avalanche. Uh, yeah, I guess for her sake, you could call it Avalanche. Yeah, this match was awesome as always. Dakota Kai, um, allowed to be the indie version of herself, is actually really solid here. If you really look at this, she got to work very much like a threatening force which they don't do with her a lot you know they make her treat that girl good. who's still scared of Shayna Baszler like yeah you know it's like they don't treat her like the main young classic Dakota Kai up until like here and then they did you know and then she was just really beating the hell out of her where it's kind of like Raquel actually looked like she was in danger for a good duration of this which is good because this is like a girl who is an indie veteran you know she should be able to pull a lot more of her shit off that she was doing before and uh yeah here it definitely looked like it they finally made her convincing where I was like, yeah, you have to definitely have your wits about you, not just your size and your strength to be able to beat somebody, especially if they have good ring awareness. And that's something that kind of took away from Dakota Kai for a while there was that ring awareness. Nasty bumped it away. She recalled over the ropes. That you was know. such a high alley-oop. And it was like, oh, my God. Yeah, they look really good, though. You know, awesome stuff. Also, that's from WWE's Twitter. There's the link for those of you who are out there. Yeah, they, 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 let, they let both of them have, like, the best match they could probably have with each other yeah they definitely did and uh yeah i enjoyed every bit of it now we'll go into the match a little bit more but we have to get into what happens after otherwise i'll forget and this is ironic man i don't know yeah don't ask me why it worked out so much better for her didn't it i guess you're right i'm not gonna complain way better I just, I was just surprised. I was like, oh, uh, there. Oh, you know what's funny thing is? I, I felt like this was going to happen at some point, but it had been so long since I thought about it that it, it surprised me. But, um, yeah, after the match, Raquel got a slight little gaze into her future. Mm-hmm. Because somebody made a return. Let's her bring official that NXT debut. What's, was that always her music? That's always been her music. Okay, I don't really even remember it that well. Like I said, I don't always keep up with the UK. 
What's funny about this for anyone that didn't catch what I've been saying is I thought that Kaylee Ray, since she used to feud with Dewdrop, was going to get brought up by Eva Marie to beat up Dewdrop. And I thought that's how we were going to... No, go ahead. No, I thought that's how they were going to start the feud because it kept, I don't know if it's just me, but it kept feeling to me like every time Eva Marie and Dewdrop were around, something bad would happen and it would be, I feel like, oh, that's it. They don't get along anymore. There's the split. And then they would just be buddies again. So like each time we see they have basically made her a little weak minded child. Yeah. So each time they did that thing where it looked like she turned or she left her ringside or jumped off the apron. Then I guess I was like, oh, now I get it. Eva's going to be pissed. So she's going to go back down to NXT. And uh, get get the other girl, get Kaylee Ray, and then they have a feud, and both of them will just turn on this chick, and she'll take both well, we've their seen finishers. How drastically different. All that's going to come out of that is they're going to wrestle each other, and Eva's going to go do whatever Eva does. Well, no, I just kind of thought that they both hit her with a like they both turn on her. They both get takes both their finishes, and then gets written out of the storyline, and they kept feuding. But no, and somehow we wound up here, which I didn't see this coming. But I guess it's okay. Oh yeah, it works much better. She's not dragged down by Eva Marie, and I mean. NXT just got the longest reigning NXT UK Women's Champion added to their roster. So. And that's what? a hell of a challenge whenever she gets that title shot. Is that somebody that you actually see dethroning Raquel Gonzalez, though? She could. It's doable because, first of all, Kaylee Ray is fucking fearless. Like, that girl has one of the most intimidating swantons I think I've seen. But she was the girl who stopped Tony Storm, who at the time was the longest reigning UK champion. And she held that. She ran through virtually that whole roster. In fact, they had to bring Miko, Miko Sakamura over basically because she'd beaten everybody else. So, like, if there's if there's somebody on that roster who can get that title off her, that's why I would keep her away from her for a little bit. But Kaylee Ray is somebody who could potentially do it. All right. Well, I'm interested to see where this goes. Uh that's a hell of an acquisition they got, though. Getting back to the the match a little bit, I love this spot. The Kodakai breaking free from the power bomb using her scorpion kick. That was dope. You know, I've always liked that scorpion kick, but that's a really good way to do it, you know? Thinking outside the box. Yeah, brilliant stuff there. Like, everything they did was so... Everything they did, every counter was beautifully transitioned. Like, Kai was all over the place where her kicks tonight. Yeah, that's what she's supposed to be. Wasn't she Team Kick? She was the captain of Team Kick before she was even in the Indies. That's what she was. Yeah, and then and then they they transitioned her to the Sultan of Snapped Elbow. Oh yeah, <laughs> because you know Damn. that was when it was downhill for her. Like, yeah, you know now at least they're they're using her. I mean, I guess they're running out of people anyway. You got to use what you got. Let's see here. Also, Raquel Gonzalez with this nice fall away slam, really solid. Avalanche fall away. Is it Avalanche? No, she's just really big. Yeah, it's, it was Avalanche for it was somehow that's amazing. It was Avalanche for Dakota, not for Raquel. Ain't that a bitch? Like, I, feel like really that's why, I feel like that's why that power bomb is just like an Avalanche by default. Dakota was at Avalanche height when she came. Down. It's Avalanche. It's an Avalanche bump. If you're taking it, it's very boots to the ground. If you're Raquel and you're giving it. <laughs> You know, because <laughs> I was thinking, wait a minute, it's not an avalanche. At first, I was thinking, man, she she dived far, and I was like, no, she didn't. She didn't even jump. She fell from high as shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Raquel you really can get it. I saw, she has ups. But I, I saw Raquel get her vertical. I was like, oh shit! And I was like, yo, she takes that shit from all the way up there. She's gonna fucking die. Oh my 
God. Yeah, she must be wearing Converse. It's just so funny that, like, this bitch is so strong. Her taunt with the championship is just to turn it around and then flex the back muscles. Who does like that I, shit? Like I said, it has to be the Converse. <laughs> <laughs> Even my grandma Ma could beat you in those, man. Kill grandma Ma. That, oof. They actually called Dakota Kai spot the Yakuza kick. Was that an accident? Yeah. I I don't give a shit. I did. They called the, We got the fucking Yakuza kick. I don't have the we audio of that. They didn't. Yakuza kick. I don't have an audio of that. I just remember hearing as she hit the spot. Yeah. It was like they, they were like Yakuza, Yakuza kick. They called it a Yakuza kick. Look at that. Since when the hell did they start calling moves by their indie names? Runs a lap around the ring. You better call it Yakuza kick. It never had a name before, right? No, the elite hers was never named. We talked about that, and they just decided to let it be the Yakuza kick. Either that, or she. They asked her what she wanted it to be, and she said the Yakuza kick, and they don't know what that is. And they were like, "Yeah, whatever, Yakuza kick." Sometimes that's how you get things by. Rather than giving them the origin, you just tell them. You know, to get something over. And then later on, they realized that El Generico used it. <laughs> they realized that's what they called it before they started calling it the Holuba Kick. It had a name before us? Yeah. I'm, I still don't get that. Like, what does that mean, Holuba Kick? You know what's so funny? You're going to laugh at this, but um, I remember when, uh, when 2K15 came out. I hadn't been watching NXT like that, so I'd never seen, like, Sami Zayn and Neville. When I read it, I read it as hell of a kick. Which makes more sense. I th- I think that might be it, but I remember just I never heard it until the first time I heard somebody call it a haluva kick, and I was like, "What? Oh!" But I'd always been reading it as hell of a kick, and I was like, "That makes sense because he kicked the dog shit out of him." <laughs> like I never seen a man get kicked and then his foot just keep going. Like yeah, that is like pretty brutal. Past the face, like Gonzalez, nonetheless, did really throw. Dakota Kai around here. Um, There was a part where she grabs her arm out of a powerbomb, which I thought was really good. Um, And then essentially she went up having to slam Kai into the corner, into the corner middle padding to break free. So she has her in the arm. But when she first goes to spin her into that padding, luckily it didn't look too bad. And I guess camera angles and the two of them were able to salvage it. Just imagine it because I don't have the spot here. So, you know, you have Kai clinging to Raquel's arm and Raquel's desperately trying to break her off so this, what this spot's supposed to be she spins around and swings into that middle padding she swings and misses so she just kind of clears between the middle and top padding it and they kind of like just they kind of just spun in a circle <laughs> huh? you know what it was it, at least from where I was seeing it it looked like because I could tell she missed but it looked like she skimmed it enough where she could play it off like she had to do it twice yeah, they really just did the spot again. But what Ryan, well, that is what yeah. wound up happening. She went and she went to spin her to whack her into that middle turnbuckle. And somehow Dakota's head cleared and went right between the middle and the top without touching anything. She's lucky that she wasn't deeper and wound up fucking hitting that thing behind it between the top and middle fucking turnbuckle. Because that's what I thought when I, because I could see when she swung her that she was going to miss. Before she even went across, I was like, nah, that ain't happening. She's lucky she didn't want to bang her into that shit, that fucking death machine that they keep behind her. But nonetheless, she swore, she cleared under, and they just went in a full circle without anything. They wanted her to go around again and hit her. I just thought that was a funny moment. At least it didn't damage anything. But yeah, you know, be careful about and she, that. And you know, I give them credit because even though she did miss, like I said, she came close enough to where you weren't really paying attention and didn't catch it like we did. It looked like she had to do it twice. 
Yeah, but again, you're not you're unprotected when you're taking a swing like that. You can't protect no. your head or anything. She's lucky she didn't hit that side shit. You know she had that scare. You you know she knew how close she got to that shit. Like, oh fuck! Imagine how scary that would be to and from Kai's perspective too, because you're expecting the bump and then it just doesn't come when you're being swung. Like, what the fuck? Wasn't that supposed to be what? Or maybe she especially knew. Maybe she could see that she didn't clear it. Or... Compared to her, it's like you're just along for the ride. Like, you just... like did she throw me? How am I still spinning? <laughs> you know, did my head break the turnbuckle. Like, what the fuck? I didn't even feel it. Yeah, you fucking cleared right did through I it. Die on impact? Am I in spirit form? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you're upside down, just along for the ride. It's like, oh no. Yeah, man, this was a this was a brutal one here. Raquel also really cool sit out power bomb. I hate to have to go through all these, but they're all good. I had these noted before they even before they even put the spots, just because of the fact that uh everything just looks so clean with these two. I missed the team, but I like the feud. This was they a better it, match than I expected it to be, but that's because of the way they've always portrayed Dakota. They were calling it a Batista bomb, but honestly, it looked much better than that. You know what I like about it is that she landed. I wouldn't even let's see if I can. She landed like more lower body first, so it looked like, like it looked like the impact traveled. Yeah, like she didn't land flat; it was lower back, and then it rolled the rest of the way. So it almost looked like it sucked worse than a regular power bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've always heard like sit out power bombs are so much worse just because it's like added weight coming down. Yeah, sucking that high up in the air with this fucking monster, just knowing you're just along for the ride. Yeah, that's the whole point of those, you know. It's just the All impact right, and brutality. Here we go. The recoil that you get off of that, the whiplash. Also, I don't know why they didn't put it up. I, that's what I like about doing the Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I have time to, to grab the stuff myself. But uh, I did like the chiropractor spot that Kai does. Essentially, for anyone who doesn't know, it sort of looks like a... I want to say it almost looks like the equivocal to how you would go into like a sunset flip powerbomb. Yeah, but it looks like... The easiest way I can almost describe it, it looks like a hybrid of a destroyer and a lung blower. Yeah, there you go. Because when she when she transitions it, it, around, it was, I would almost say sunset flip, but it's but it, she goes in so much faster. She goes to like destroyer level of speed. Yeah, so you're exactly right because it's the destroyer, but then she gets her knees up into the back, left and right knees into the back, lung blower style. So, it's a yeah. beautiful move if you've never seen her hit. What I like about that one though is because Raquel's so much bigger, the rotation wasn't as fast as it usually is. Mm-hmm. So, like, they yeah. did a really good job of conveying the fact that she had to almost kind of, like, throw her weight in a little bit more to get the rotation. Yeah, they did. Definitely going to be interesting to see what happens here. I'll say that for sure. Yeah, I, I'm honestly these girls running back. Yeah, I want to because I think Dakota needs it, you know, but I don't think they're going to. I mean, they're already focusing on, on Kaylee Ray being the next one. So I think that they kind of sweep her under the rug. Or, or she's going to be called up probably, right? But Dakota? Yeah. Maybe. We'll have to I see. I mean... At this point, SmackDown needs as many girls as they got because they only have 10 girls on their roster right now. Yeah, well, they aren't going to call up Kaylee Ray, that's for sure. Oh, no. Kaylee Ray, what a surprise. What are you doing here at the Capitol Wrestling Center? I have done everything there is to do in NXT UK, and now I'm here to do it in NXT. Everybody is on notice, and I'll see you again on Tuesday. <laughs> she has the thickest Scottish accent I've ever heard in my life, and I love it. I still, even though I know you don't like the fact that there would have been an Eva thing involved, and I still would have liked to see the, them do the do drop um, Kaylee Ray thing on the main roster that they were doing in UK. Eva's raw, they would have ruined it. Eh, oh well. I mean, they, I, I still wouldn't they, rule they, it out. They can't be trusted. This whole do drop, this whole thing with do drop, supposed to get her over, and that's done nothing. So no, God it almost doesn't even. Somebody even better. 
as much as I said that it's cool that they're acknowledging that she used to be freaking uh, her actual name and now she's Dewdrop, it actually feels more like it's a different character. It's yeah, not it that she's Piper like Niven. Piper it's not that she's Piper Niven or Viper from the Indies or any of that shit. It's that she's just Dewdrop, a cartoony, goofy character. Like, she went from like she she she's paying in GT right now. If you Sucks. listen closely, you can hear all the anime fans. Oh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, and, and NXT hit the jackpot getting Kaylee Ray on that roster. She is did. going to be entertaining to watch. Next, we have the NXT United Kingdom title match. Walter defending against Dragunov. Holy shit. Finish to this being Dragunov actually tapped him in, uh, what was that, like a sleeper move? Like it a was choke? a sleeper because um, he had Walter in that sleeper for a, almost a minute. And what he did was when they tried to stand back up, Instead of jumping onto his back like most people would, he actually reared uh, Walter back, so keeping him completely off his balance. And Walter just couldn't go anywhere because he'd been fighting that sleeper for so long. Exactly. I did not see that coming, but I like it. Because everybody who's been fighting Walter the whole 870 days, which congratulations on that fucking record, holy shit. Everybody who's been fighting him all this time, they try to go for that knockout shot. And Dragunov decided, I'm going to make him quit. Because Walter couldn't put him away. <laughs> that was the story of this patch. No matter what Walter did to him, power bombs, chops, splashes, Dragunov would not go away. No, definitely. Uh, there was a lot of brutality as far as this goes. And after a while, I figured they had to give it to him, man. Like, that was the one thing about the match. As suspenseful as and exciting as it was... There was a point in the match where I was just waiting for Dragunov to win. It was like, they, this guy is going to win, or he's going to die out there. It's one or the other. Yeah. It, it, was, like it a, was even more It was even more apparent for people who like me who had watched the first match, and when you <laughs> saw how close Dragunov came the first time, and it's like, he can't come any closer without winning. Yeah, no, this, was a, this, this definitely had all of the brutality that you would expect from these two, but more. You know, I didn't expect it to be like that. Why do we you see know? Holiday in his batchy in his box? You fucking suplex to smash. Oh, I don't know. Why do we have that up there? What the hell? You're not Walter. You're not dragging off. I just looked be up gone. at the trot and you were right. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, wait a minute. That guy doesn't look over. <laughs> yes, that was my real. <laughs> I must have hit the wrong button. You said that guy doesn't look over. <laughs> I wish I could tell you. That's so that fucking savage. I had to have hit the wrong button. Yeah, I definitely hit the wrong button. That's amazing. <laughs> Yo, next anniversary show, we need to clip that one fucking line because that was weird. Like, look at how hard over. they're hitting each other. By the end of this match, Dragunov had welts all over his all over his chest, over his back. Like, they beat the dog, cat, llama, and mule shit out of each other in this match. Yeah, they sure did. That you was know what, brutal, you man. Know what kind of, you know what kind look of at that. Look at the, that superplex there. Yo, look at strong Dragunov. It's not like when you see I've some people like when they struggled in this Walter. Dragunov just throws him. He does just throw him. 
Look at that drop kick there, too. So strong. I love his coast to coast drop. So much bet. So much taken out of champion. That is crazy. I wish they would have put more stuff up on him. Or am I saying that we have, and we have like about 10 different. What I mean is like the, the victory at the end was really cool. Like I wish they would have put that up there. Yeah, because he did get very emotional because he that guy has worked so hard since he first showed up and he came so close the last time they fought. So that had to have been such a way off his shoulders. No, he did what nobody's been able to do for almost a thousand days. And what was cool about it, I don't know if you remember when I brought that clip up of um, the whole thing of people chopping dragging off on the back of his neck after that, that first match. Where he, where for those who don't know, every time it, it happened uh, during the first match with Walter, and for a few months, every time Dragunov would wrestle after he came back, somebody would chop him in the back of the neck like Walter did, and it's like he'd snap into this other zone. Walter did it, and it happened again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember Walter him doing chopped that. The back of his neck, and it's like the demons showed up <laughs> because like the whole gimmick is he takes that he takes that particular shot, and he's back in that. First match, yeah. Walter's chops are brutal, man. His strikes right. and everything, you know what I mean. I think they would turn anybody Dragunov into a different person. A, he hit Dragon up hard as shit. Like without getting into the main, without getting into the, well, not even the main, the co-main event too much. They looked in worse shape than fucking O'Reilly and Cole did. And there were no weapons or cage. Look at this shit. <laughs> Slap at this shit. And what's scary about Dragunov is he can hit Walter as hard as Walter can hit him. That's the scary part about it. That was the scary part about it. You don't think somebody that small can hit that fucking hard. Yes, he can. Nope, they look like they were prepared to die out there if they needed to. You know the only thing that I guess I liked about the first match over this one is because at the time in UK they had no crowd so you could hear everything. I don't know if they did, but the best part of the first match was hearing Walter and Dragunov talk shit to each other in each other's native languages. Yeah, man. I don't know if they did this one. But I didn't hear it this time. If you ever get a chance, watch the first match. It's so funny to hear them shit talking each other. One in Russia and the other one in fucking Austria. Yo, this was a moment here, too, that I really... Look at how hard he hits him out of the air here. Like, he... Walter hit him as hard as he could all match long. He totally did, man. He they beat the shit out of each other. I he hit him with a clothesline at one point, and I saw I saw Walt I saw Dragonoff's head start moving long before his hair did. I'll show you exactly which one that was. You know the one. <laughs> shit you're, talking, you're talking about this one. Look at this shit. He shoot turn him inside out. Oh my god, that's so and it was right after the other one. That's the worst yeah. part. Because he went for that jumping knee that he does and he punched him out of the air and then this was him recovering. Just that's gets to get hit with that about, shit. Um, that's the scary thing about Dragonov's finisher. If you counter it, it sucks so bad on his end. Cause he's literally throwing himself head first. Yeah, there it is on social media for you guys. That was fucking crazy. And he hit those fucking crazy ass Germans on Walter's big ass too. He was like, what the fuck? Yeah, and this time he didn't break his own face doing it. Right. You know, because that's how crazy this guy is. I've never seen somebody hit somebody with a German so hard that they hurt themselves. 
then again, there are very few like fucking Ela Dragon out there. They call I I've heard some people call him the Mad Russian for a reason because he's fucking crazy. It's crazy that he was able to hit this guy with a drum. Right, and like it's like I said before, there wasn't like a struggle with it. He, he just sent fucking Walter's big. Walter's almost three hundred pounds, if not more. Dragonoff is Dragonoff could Dragonoff could compete for the cruiserweight championship. Like, what? yeah, there's some brutality here. Also, this I believe this is an exploder suplex. Yeah, um, Dragonoff has a very uh, unique exploder because no matter who he's doing it with, he stalls in the air. He stalls you halfway through the set, through the through all the move. Mm-hmm. So he's holding Walter in the air and then sending him over to the other for the rest of it. And that fucking sleeper, see that sleeper suplex, that's the move he used to finish him uh, the last one, but he did it on the outside and then choked him out. Yeah, brutal, man. This was this has to be my favorite match. This was a match of the night, hands down. One thing, there was one moment I did, it was probably the best moment of the match because I've never seen it happen before. It was um after Dragunov hit a second torpedo Moscow and Walter kicked out. I've never seen Dragunov have that look of what do I do? He looked like he didn't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, he did. It was, it was that moment when you see somebody kick out like all the finishers and then they're sitting in the corner like what do I hit him with next? I've literally never seen Dragunov have that look. And here it is on social media for all of you guys. Sorry to trying to keep up here. There's a lot of shit in just this match alone. <laughs> There's even this more. And then this was the forearm the here too. Dragunov's forearm on Walter. Like every all, it's like I said too. When it came to um, his, when we saw him in that match with Dunn, like all his shots are wild. Like he throws his whole body in all the shots, so they hurt like ten times worse than everything else. He has to. He hits him so hard he falls over his body. Right. <laughs> his momentum sent him over Walter. I hit you so hard with my heart, with the strength of everything I have in me that I fall over. Like I'm surprised he doesn't lose consciousness too. Like I hit him so hard, I knocked me out. All in one him, like, <laughs> like I said, I hit him so hard, I knocked me out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's when you know some shit is real. He he hit that dude so hard, he knocked himself out. He took every ounce of power that was in his entire soul and body. So immediately when he released it, he lost consciousness. <laughs> oh yeah, like if that shit isn't scary. That when 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 I heard them first announce this, I was like, "Yo, they're gonna steal the fucking show," because they stole the show on just a regular weekly for you for NXT UK, and people were saying it was the match of the year that not enough people got to see, which is why they put the rematch on a takeover. And here's that crazy shit we were talking about in the beginning of the show that I was telling you. Like, you see what I mean? Look at this. What the fuck? Look at it. He runs and just throws himself head fucking first. But then the thing is, afterwards he kept going. Yeah, that, and see that was I think believe that was the second one where when Walter kicked out, he looked at he didn't know what to do. And see, interesting that was actually when I mentioned the callback. That was a callback to um their first match because he hit that same move, but Walter had worked on his neck so much he couldn't capitalize. Like, look at that shit. That's funny. <laughs> He, he he was going so fast he hit Walter and went off camera. It's funny how you were like, and that's where afterwards Walter didn't look like he knew what to do. I was like, who the fuck would? Like, you know, like, like what do you yeah, do like, at that like, point? Dragonov went for the pin. Walter kicked out, and Dragonov had a look of like, wait a minute, are you shitting me? This guy's not gonna stop. What do I do? <laughs> I, I I I threw my body skull first into it, and not even like forehead, like top of the skull first. 
like the top of Dragonoff's head freaking hit Walter in the back of the neck at like full speed. And then of course Walter can't count him out. We can actually. But uh let me bring this up here. This was his splash. His airborne splash. Same Still splash scary to see to win the UK title play. Still scary to see that thing because it almost looks like it could be a win whenever it happens. Every time he hits it, it looks like it's gonna be the end of the match. Like, the way he, he comes down, it, like some big guys, he just goes. Him and Bronson Reed don't half-ass splashes. What I like about his splash is that once he jumps off, he looks like he has no contract with gravity. <laughs> None. There's no partnership. There's no agreement. There's no sponsorship. He doesn't have that logo. He doesn't get a discount. It's just there's no agreement between him and gravity. Him and gravity couldn't be further apart than Republicans and Democrats. It's like. <laughs> It has nothing to do with this, and it is just not seeing this the same way. Different views. So, because he comes down fast. Right. You blink, you'll miss the whole trajectory. It reminds me of those things that they have in Mario. Those those, those things, that, those blocks that, like, drop down. Boom. Those ones that come down fast. <laughs> it's like Kirby in the fucking Super Smash Bros. games when he uses brick trick. Yeah, like one of those, one of those style just, of things. Like, boom. Oh, shit. That sucks. You know you're fucked when you're right under him and you see the brick pop up or whatever he turns it to. Also on social media for you all. They're like, man, this Talk Brunch channel. Too much stuff. But yeah, fantastic match of the night. Oh, hands I, down. I, I agree with Seb. Ela Dragunov, congratulations. If there was anybody who deserved to beat Walter, that guy was the one. And I agree with Seb. Should have been main event. Oh, yeah, easily. They put they wrestled that shit like there was nobody else. I felt so bad for the rest of the car because I was like, man, you guys got to follow that. I almost I I, like, I, I, I I looked over to one of my friends who I had over and I was like, yo, no offense to Cole or O'Reilly, but at best, they're going to be second best. And it's bad because for me, I kind of felt, well, there's a chance that this next match won't be as good, but this still possibly will be. It wasn't, you know, no disrespect to him either. But, like, number one, they fought a lot. Number two, they've talked a lot. Like, they've talked me into the ground. As much as I like these guys, they have talked more than Frieza and Goku did. <laughs> like, they have talked. This is only 30% of my power. But this is only 40. <laughs> you thought that you had me back then, but now you didn't. I'm back now. It was like, this. Well, go yeah, back and look. Now that I think about it. When it came to Dragunov and Walter, there hasn't been much talking. They have had Kyle and Cole in everything. They've had them backstage with Regal. They've had him in a contract signing. They've had them do a mediation thing. They've had them stand across. They've done a promo, one on the ramp and one in the ring. They've done it with both in the ring. They've done it with both at the top of the ramp. They did a contract with them both on the top of the ramp. They did, you know what I mean? Like these motherfuckers have talked and talked. And talk. So basically, what you're saying is it was the Jericho Benoit promo. All right, cool. I will I've just talk to you on a boot. I've just never seen anything like that. You would think that, like, their hatred has gone on shorter than their friendship, but you would think it was the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn. Anyway, best two out of three falls match Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Am I going to? I guess we'll go to the finish. Do you want to go to the finish? I mean, we got. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, so finish to this is Cole. Go ahead. I said spoiler. It makes it to the cage because why else would the fucking cage be there? But um, Cole had O'Reilly handcuffed to the ring ropes, 
and O'Reilly still manages to tap him with a heel hook. Yes. He's like a one arm heel hook with possible until I saw that shit, but I was like, all right, well. And he used his own handcuffed hand being handcuffed to the cage for the leverage. Like at that point, you are double fuck. It's like you're not going to break the fucking handcuffs. Like, tomorrow, we're going to have a lot to talk about. I'm mentioning that now since I know we're getting to like the latter half of the show. Tomorrow is one of the, those days where we're going to have a lot of shit, serious shit to discuss as far as what's happening in wrestling. But a little bit of a teaser into that is that as soon as this match ended, from what I've seen, AEW and Britt Baker and the rest of them couldn't wait to pretty much just confirm that that was it for him in, in NXT. You know, like they couldn't wait. If you guys watch social media, basically, and I'll talk more about it tomorrow. But in the world of the elite, Adam Cole died. I don't know if you guys remember this storyline and being the elite, Adam Cole was dead. I remember that. When he went to NXT, they actually had like a thing for his grave because in their canon, when he went to NXT, he died. So the Bucks did a thing where they were resurrecting him. Right after this pinfall, they did a thing where they were resurrecting him. They were resurrecting that gravesite or whatever. They were back there and Britt Baker retweeted it. At the same time this happened, news broke that uh, he had not re-signed with them. I'm assuming if we look on social media, which I'm going to have to do in a minute, we might even have by now a cam footage version of him saying his goodbye because usually that would happen. But the question today was answered. Where Adam Cole's going, it is starting to sound like he's not staying there. Yeah, it looks like the route we're going. I don't know what to say now, man. I mean, hey, if it goes away. Some people are think it's going. They kind of fucked themselves up on that one. Like, you could have your little high-intensity meetings, but then when you release my six of my friends afterwards, I'm not that thrilled to be around. I'm looking now to see if anything comes up. There's a few things that came up, and I know we're running late, guys, and then I'm delaying, but hey, we're live. And, uh, Fuck it. I'm looking. I have to look. This is important. Yeah, I mean, yes, we're going to be here. There is stuff. I'm sorry, but there is stuff. There's always stuff, guys. You know this. <laughs> no, but I mean, we do. Do we have the story here already? Right. Just give me a minute to piece this together. I have to scroll past all of this Drognoff shit because you know, <laughs> 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 because that's There's pretty much what's, I mean, hey, that's what splattered across everything. You know, just him. <laughs> you know what the funny thing about it is all that chaos we talked about. I think that match was shorter than their first one. All right. So. From what I'm seeing here, Adam Cole had a meeting with Vince McMahon. Yeah, we already knew about that. Apparently, there wasn't a push to keep him. There wasn't a huge push to keep him the way that some people believed. And that no long-term deal was even offered to him. But we're also here. So apparently, it's from Steve Carrier of Riggenside News. They're saying he's officially done with NXT, but he hasn't inked a new extension or another deal. But he's a free agent as of midnight. That's the first thing that happened. Uh, and yeah, the Young Bucks tease. What is this tease here? They updated the Twitter bio and it said uh, the most infamous sciences in history. And it's a long time joke because Cole died on the show years ago. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. They have the tragic death explanation up there of how it worked in the storyline. But we can say he's done. Yep, this was uh, that was the final time we'll see him in NXT. So what happens to Kyle O'Reilly now? <sighs> That's a good question, actually. Going to feud with Samoa Joe? Him and, him, and, him, and, him and Strong are all that's left. Wow. Can you imagine if they were able to get him and Roderick Strong? Oh, my God. I hate to say it, but if you can get him and Roderick Strong, 
may as well get Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be that way about it, but it's almost like if I sent you to the to the store. I don't know why this comes up a lot in wrestling with us lately, but it's like, almost like if I sent you to the store for hot dogs, but didn't mention buns, may as well get them, right? Right. Look, I don't know if you sent if you wanted buns, but I knew you had hot dogs. <laughs> That's sort of what's happening here. I'm saying if you, and honestly, in all seriousness, like if you were going to take Adam Cole after you have Kyle O'Reilly, potentially Bobby Fish, you, know, you may as well take Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. At least you have the whole thing. Is all I'm saying, you know, because either way, it's missing if one half only has it. So fuck it. I'm just saying at this point, if we're going to do it, let's let's go all in. Pun intended. Let's bring in the whole gang. It'll be like the old days. It'll be like the old days of Ring of Honor. (laughs) It already almost is. It's already it's It's already that's that's multiple massive names to your roster. So screw it. Right. I, I hate to say that. It's like this is like a snowball because the more I think about it, and I'm almost not trying to think that way. But then if you were going to bring in those guys, may as well bring in Gargani Gargano. Yeah, it's a never-ending cycle of people that you could just bring in and, and that boosts the star power on your roster like tenfold each. But I'm only really at this point even going by association. I'm not even going by star power or boosting. It's just that it's one yeah. of those things where it's like you might as well bring in that guy. It's like if I told you but that the they're that about this, they almost go hand in hand. It's almost like when you find out that Ryu was going to be in Smash Brothers. A lot of people's first question was, is Ken going to be there? This is one of those situations. There's way too many people that, like, oh, my God. We'll talk more about it tomorrow because I don't want to make this so much about the departure. And I want to make it about his final match. Which was a banger, as always. Yeah, yeah, it was. This was definitely something beyond the level of grandma, grandmama. Beyond grandmama level. (laughs) Um. I did like Kyle O'Reilly's uh, flying dropkick on Adam Cole, which I'm going to put up here. I'm going to have to share a lot of this stuff later on because I want to leave. And it'll take longer otherwise. So you guys are going to have to look as we speed through some of these. But yeah, this was the flying dropkick while he was wearing the garbage can. Very Darby of him, right? That was some Darby shit, (laughs) Yeah, they were doing that long before Darby existed. (laughs) Yeah, Darby's just like, fuck it, I'm going just, I'll jump off the fucking roof with the trash can on, fuck you guys. Kyle O'Reilly uh, getting super kicked out of the air by Adam Cole. <laughs> that might have been one of the nastiest super kicks I've seen Cole <laughs> I wish they put the one with the sound, because they had a nice sound to that, too. Like I was genuinely concerned for him. I was like, oh, shit. Man, to think we're not going to see Adam Cole here anymore, that is so bad. I didn't want him to go. I understand at this point that people are okay wherever they are, but it's in our best interest. And I said this in the chat room at the beginning of the week. It's in our best interest, at least us on here, to uh, for everybody to do good. It's to me, at least in my opinion, I think it's in our best interest for NXT to be good and AEW to be good. I don't oh, want yeah. it to be lopsided. So I would have liked for Adam Cole to stay here and be properly utilized along with the other undisputed guys and have great matches. I'm saying that's what ideally would have been everyone who just like who wouldn't want good wrestling on multiple days a week i'm not saying that's what we're getting i'm just saying that the more the, the scale tips the less it really is we don't get more if this keeps going we're gonna wind up with less or about the same amount because if one company is no longer self-sustainable whether it be by budget or whether it be by necessity if Vince decides to pull the plug because they nxt sucks we're down a brand which would suck uh, what else did we have? They did that spot where Kyle um 
slides out of the ring. He kind of tries to pull a Corbin, but he winds up grazing the pole with his ribs. Um, they had like a chain yeah, it looked fight. Because like, um, Cole had caught him with the ones he fucking boss rooting him. He caught him in the liver again. And I guess Cole had tried to toss him into it. And Kyle tried to stop himself, but couldn't do it. Yeah. And uh, they, they had a chain fight. Where the two of them got chains from opposite sides of the ring because because when you, you throw the rule books out of the window, somehow Kyle will get a chain in there. When you throw the rule books out of the window, you bring in some prop guy to make sure that there's a chain on exact opposite sides of the ring, mm-hmm. so, that, so that both guys can come up with their fists like <laughs> that. Like, ah. you, you know what's part, You know what's so funny? I was thinking about it during the match in my head canyon. Wouldn't that be great if you're like a new guy and you're the guy designed to fucking. You're the guy who's there to put all the weapons in the proper places. And there's one guy be like, okay, I need you to remember one thing. I don't give a shit what you do here. But if Kyle O'Reilly isn't a match, don't you forget that fucking chain. You know what happened to the last guy who forgot the chain? I, You tell me. We all know what happened to the last guy who forgot the fucking chain. One day he just wasn't here anymore. Eddie Kingston went and grabbed him in the middle of the pay-per-view and made him go get the things. <laughs> Goddamn! Yo, that's still one of my favorite moments. Was it? Was it Eddie Kingston? No, it wasn't. Oh no, it was. It was. What's his name? It was. It was. Uh, Nick Gage. Remember that shit when he was on AEW? Yeah. And uh, I guess the prop guy. I thought it was part of the story at first until I didn't know who that was. It was like, wait, who? I don't think you're supposed to be on. At least you got to be on TV, but I don't think that was supposed to be. I don't know how happy Tony Khan was. We you. Oh, shit. Wrestler had to go and grab you, prop guy, on camera. He knew he was doing that shit, too. That's how mad he was. He grabbed you on camera during the show. That's something you see Randy Orton do if he would have fuck up. Knew he was about to embarrass you in front of your friends and family. No, you did. You, 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 you fucked up. Get the goddamn. He's lucky it wasn't Randy Orton because he would have had a dialogue. He doesn't care. Randy Orton is the most comfortable I've ever seen a man in front of a fucking camera in my life. It's almost like the cameras don't matter to him. Or would have grabbed him and been like, hey, hey. Where is this thing at? Motherfucker, look, Shane is dead in the eye while he's on the camera. What are my lines? <laughs> like, what is shit going on? <laughs> I've seen him ask what are my lines. I've seen him ask fans as he was walking into the building for a cigarette. Do you remember that time he RKO'd Mark Henry and then did like a jumping split? Yeah. And That's then later still on. the funniest thing to me because Christian had this look on his face like, what the fuck possessed you to do that? And then later on, he actually, from that point forward, that became, um, which thankfully, he no longer uses it that way. But from that point forward, he now uses it where when someone hits the ropes, he jumps that way. Like, if you go back and watch Randy Orton matches, the first time he ever did that jump split, before that, he never would whip someone against the ropes. Now he whips people against the ropes, and he does that jump split. You'll never find a time before that. I feel like somebody backstage told him, don't ever do that shit again. The way you did it, where you look like a fucking jock bouncing in a fucking... And then he found a way to utilize it where they hit the ropes. I always thought that was a little interesting thing that he had. He doesn't always right. do it, but ah, it's there. Yeah, you know, because it works. At least it works that way. You know, but he'll eat a hot dog off of himself during the cameras being on. Let's get back to the... <laughs> Let's get back to the uh, damn stuff here. Uh, anyway, so then we get the... Uh, this basically ends in a super kick to chain fight, right? Oh, yeah. And um, what was the first? Oh, the first. I'm sorry. I actually skipped a couple of things that were really important. The first pin was uh, because if you guys recall, Kyle O'Reilly got to choose the first pin for he wanted a regular match because he says that somebody like Adam Cole's ego wouldn't be able to handle losing a pinfall in a regular wrestling match. 
Sure enough, he manages to get that psychological advantage because he counters the Panama Sunrise, essentially. And he covers him. Yeah, catches up in the first. Which I almost saw happening because it's like they're going to switch it. They're going to swap it up on them. Like Kyle's going to beat Cole where he feels he's better and Cole's going to beat Kyle where he feels like he's better. Yeah. And uh, I got to admit, even though these are two of my favorite guys in wrestling, it, it, I felt a little, not a lot, but the second fall, I felt a little deflated for a couple reasons. Number one, I'm not big on, on uh, street fights, candlesticks and chair matches, especially for guys that I know that can wrestle and go really good. And number two, because Regal put that third stipulation, it would be really dumb for him to not have gotten the pinfall on Kyle O'Reilly for my, well, that was it. He waited twice. Yeah. Fuck off. No cage. <laughs> That's what kind you of know? ruined it for me, especially because, like I said before, they basically recycled the end of Gargano and Cole. So I was like, I know they're going to make it to the cage. What they should do is have these matches more often on weeklies and have a third stipulation that never happens. Because even though smarky people like us will be like, oh, well, it's because it was the weeklies and they won't do it on a pay-per-view. A lot of casual fans won't catch that connection and they'll always wonder to keep it suspenseful. Like if there's going to be the third fall, they won't always think, well, it's a pay-per-view. So they won't fuck us like on Raw last week where the third fall didn't happen. You know what I mean? It's like it's good to do it enough that it can happen. The same reason why, and I agree with JR about this, with AEW bringing back uh, the fact that they'll say the following contest is scheduled for one fall with a 20-minute time limit. We used to hear that in wrestling all the time. They never talk about the time limit anymore. Cornette's talked about this too. The problem with that is that the time limit needs to exist because you give yourself another out that you just kind of just took away from a, from a series of events that already have a limited out. You took another one out because the time should sometimes expire. Yeah, it doesn't happen often in AEW. I think I've only seen it happen maybe a handful of times, but... But that's a good way to do things, you know. Yeah, I think it, it's happened enough times to where the fans know it can happen. Right. So they need to do the same thing with these with these uh, best of two out of three falls matches. Have them more often enough where sometimes we don't get that third fall because you do it so infrequently and you always make the third fall something so amazing and extravagant that there's no way for us to not have the third fall. You know, you're not going to not give us a cage match. So this was deflated. And then also... Yeah. A lot of the stuff, you know, I'm not even going to run all of these because we're late. We're running late. But, you know, the kendo sticks, Adam Cole beating Kyle O'Reilly with kendo sticks. Um, The one thing that really did happen here that changes the tides of everything is for the second fall. um, Do I even have that spot? Because that was a. Yeah, here it is. This fucking looked brutal. I want to have an ice cream. Kyle gets thrown back first onto the chairs. You saw when that happened in the fucking chairs. I don't know what they do with these chairs or what they don't do with these chairs when these guys wrestle. But every time, it just looks like it sucks so much worse. I can just see somebody in the back. Don't touch that one. Those are the Cole and O'Reilly chairs. Why? You'll see. Somebody comes back. Oh, because they don't fucking budge when they... <laughs> they have to be gimmicked chairs. I just don't know how. They have to be gimmicked chairs. I don't know how you gimmick a chair that doesn't move. There's a way. <laughs> I, 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 I've seen Cole take bumps like that where like he'll hit the top of the chair and the chair won't even so much as flinch you got to look at it this way even though it didn't go right we know that it's possible based on cody rhodes and sean spears we know that it's possible to gimmick a chair in a way where you could hit somebody in the head with it full force if it's a gimmick chair because that was the plan with sean spears and cody even though it botched because the other the corner got him or whatever but the point being we know that you can gimmick a chair somehow where you could fucking wallop somebody. It makes me wonder why it, they don't doable. do it, which I guess we figured out why they don't always do it. It's not foolproof. But 
that being said, there has to be a way to gimmick those where you can go over them like that. And then I, the same way they take the screws and shit off of the commentary table so it falls apart easier. There has to be something there because there's no way in hell you could just go spine first onto that that way, man. It wouldn't matter if you were Rikishi. You know what the bad part about it is, though, with me, the only reason I have a hard time believing it is just seeing some of the bumps that I've seen Cole take. And I'm just like, uh, I guess that's why you don't do hardcore matches that often because that sucks. I would like to think that they're responsible enough not to do that, though. You know, like it's almost like the thing with uh, Nick Gage and Jericho that, that they weren't really sawing people's heads. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I still, I still to this day, every time I see him in matches like this, I think back to him and Aleister Black when they had an Extreme Rules match. How nasty that one was. Like, it's your spine. You know what I mean? There's no way he'd be okay. The chair went fucking recoiling all over the ring. There's just no way a human being will be able to do that. That chair just shot out. out. That chair shot off camera. At the very least, your fight is over at that fucking point. Like, let's just say, okay, he's tough. Like, you're not fighting after that shit, man. You'd probably be in hospital for months. When I really look at the way his body... I've seen them do that spot before where it looked like, oh, that might suck. That's the first time I saw it where I looked at it where it looked like I felt bad for everybody. His spine, the chairs, the apron. It's like, fucking, who got the better of that shit? Uh, so... Man. Um, so that... So, essentially... After that, that leads to uh, Kyle getting pinned. So we can say that much. They didn't make it like an invincible thing. This is how he lost his fall. So Very convincing as far as that goes. But what changes the tide here, I believe, is what happened, if I recall. Between falls, yeah, Adam as Cole... the cage is lowering down, because they don't lower it from the ceiling like a typical one. It almost spiders down. Yeah. Adam Cole basically takes liberties... And he winds up powerbombing Kyle O'Reilly through the announce table, right? Not even through it, just on it. Yeah, just, that's right, it doesn't even break. That this one's not budge. This one's not gimmick. Speaking of loosening the screws, they didn't this time, huh? This wasn't a loosening, this wasn't a screw up, loosening day? Every bit of this shit. Look at that shit, man. We don't, we're not loosening screws today. You recoiled off the table. Be, ha- be glad the we... The table cover sprung him back up. Be, be glad we gimmicked that steel chair for you. You don't get two in the same one. Man. So and many we good. We find out one day they don't give a shit and they fucking matches it. They just got to sign a waiver not to die. All right. I just shared that for you guys there. Yeah. This was, like I said, this was brutality at its, uh, at its worst. The Panama Sunrise that he did, of course, there was very solid. Um, overall, before we progress along here, your thoughts just on the overall match here. Sorry about your audio. But go this ahead. was, yeah, absolutely. What, but what made me sad going into this match is like we said, we had just came off of Walter and Dragonoff, and I was like, in my mind, I was like, man, I want this to do it because it goes over that whole takeover style and it was like the craziest game of can you top this? But then in my head, I'm like, but nobody's topping that. <laughs> so that was the only thing that kind of hurt it for me. But still, these guys put on an absolutely incredible match. Like, these guys cannot have a bad match together. The For me, the finish just came out of nowhere, though. Like, I blinked and Cole was tapping. I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, and it's unfortunate that uh, the timing of that match, that great match that we had, you know? Yeah, it's kind of because like, 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 like Walter and Dragon are off to the headline because it, it, it would have made this match 
come out a lot better from a fan viewing point. Yeah, but unfortunately, like having that match on the same pay per view as Adam Cole's final match is what I mean about the shitty timing of it. You know? Yeah. Because it did over overshadow it. You know. Like you had to force yourself to forget that that five, six, seven, eighteen star match just happened while you're yeah. watching basically Adam Cole's last NXT match. And I know it's only common in the indies and in other companies, but I mentioned this in the chat room after the Dragunov match. I said two things I said. I said that was like everything good about wrestling concentrated into one specific area is what that Dragunov shit was. It was like, let's take everything that's good about wrestling and put it into one thing. The second thing was after you do something like that, there should be an intermission. I know we don't normally do, but I needed an intermission. Fuck them. I needed an intermission after that. I felt like everyone could use an intermission after that. I know it's not planned, but that was one of the first times I watched a WWE product where I was kind of like, yeah, I don't want to move on to the next thing yet. Like you guys kind of, it was really... And I know they did a few things there. I don't even remember what they were, which goes to show how much there was an intermittent backstage bullshit. But, you know, at the same time, that's just what shows me they needed that uh, somehow that needed to be spaced differently. Maybe have that other match. You can't have Dragunov first. Maybe have it second and then and then change that order around, man. Like that, that order messed things up. Especially because I think a lot of people went into this match realistically looking forward to Dragunov and Walter more than anybody else. Just because we knew exactly what was going to happen, and then they exceeded it. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think I remember what it was they did. They just had um, I think it was like a short interview with Dragonoff, who looked like he had been through six wars and two bar fights on a payday Sunday. When did they have it? I want to say it was in between. Um, it might it might have been either before or after. No, 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 wait, no, no. It was it was, it was in between Cole and O'Reilly and um the main event. I don't see it online. They had like a, a like a video interview with him. Yeah, they 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 ran it during Takeover. Huh? Maybe they didn't post that either. Yeah, I guess not. Okay, so it was on Takeover though. But yeah, they didn't post it. Yeah, I must have missed that. All right, well, it is main event time, my friend. NXT title match: Carrying Cross defending his championship against Samoa Joe. Finish to this and being fin- Joe. Go ahead. In the finish being. Not Kakina Clutch, but Joe brings back his muscle buster. Thank God they don't call it the Kid Killer. <laughs> no, this isn't the main roster. Oh, I don't think that was his fault, though, in all seriousness. I don't know what oh, no, happened it, there, man. It never was because nobody else but Tyson Kidd had ever been hurt by that move. It was a free, it was just a freak accident. Yeah. Um, Karrion Cross does an intro. He comes out with his intro with no Scarlet. I don't get it. No Scarlet to be seen. That's crazy. Uh, I did like a lot of the stuff here as far as the big guy stuff. That being said, I felt like this was the third, I mean, I guess fourth shortest. I forgot about Bianca again. Fourth shortest match of the weekend because you had the, uh, I'm trying to think of what were these really short matches. You had the gender match. Gender. Was the other one. I feel like there was another shit one, though, that we watched where it was like, what the fuck was that? Was it Lashley and Goldberg that was pretty short? I mean, that was long for a Goldberg match because it went over three seconds, but... There were a few, but th- I kind of felt like, was it just me or did Joe and Cross feel short? It felt shorter than I... Th- it, I, th- I think it felt short in the comparison of, like, NXT Championship matches. Yeah. It, it, f- it really felt like they just wanted to get the belt off of him, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Joe overall, was never, it's not like past matches we've seen where, like, there were moments where Joe was in, like, imminent danger. It's like, no. Yeah, yeah I mean, as, um, when we look on the 
screen here, some of the clip. He was stomping Joe's fingers, and then he hits Joe with a DDT here. Goes for a cover, for a two count. More time, Samoa Joe fights out. Share this, this is from their social media. Share it with you guys. Time is not the friend of either of these big competitors. The longer this match goes, the deeper and more challenging the cardio becomes. Talk about control. Yeah, Cross doesn't impress me, man. Carrying Cross right now, just applying the pressure to the challenge. I don't know what they did to him. Cross, filling up steam in Samoa Joe. Where is Samoa Joe getting the energy from? Belly to belly. Beautiful execution there from Samoa Joe. That muscle memory kicking in, perhaps discovering his second win. And it doesn't help the fact that he was in the ring with Samoa Joe. So. Yeah, at one point, Joe Power slams across the top of his head, grazes that floor, man. He literally sweeps the floor with his skull. I did like the shot of Joe in the sleeper drooling blood, essentially, for the dramatic yeah, aspect of it. He did get his lip busted up a little bit in this one. Mm-hmm, nothing major, but it did do for a dramatic look. Uh, also, when Samoa Joe, a couple of things here, like this, this little sequence that he does, I thought looked really good. Bring that up on the screen. The chop to the back of the neck. And the kick to the front. Old school Joe combo. Mm-hmm. Carrion Cross actually hitting the suplex on Samoa Joe. Quite a feat. It's great there, but Joe ain't exactly small. Yeah. Gets that full rotation, and they're practically on the back of his head and neck, man. Got to be careful. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, with a Saito suplex, if it looks safe, you're not doing it right. Right, but this looks really dangerous. Oh, yeah. That's because he like is he got a full rotation. Terrifying. You know, hopefully that's okay there. Oh, uh, yeah. Luckily, even as crazy as his looks, he never hurts people with that. I don't know how he pulls it off, but... Yeah. I mean, it really felt, and I hate to say this, but it really felt like they somewhat had a WWE main roster style match. That, yeah, that's exactly what it was. This was not that NXT championship war like we've been known for seeing with that titles in the line. This no. felt like, let's just get the belt off him and then ship him off to Raw. So... You think that that's it for carrying Cross off to uh, oh, yeah. Raw? Oh yeah, I mean he's he's shown up there regularly, and usually when when NXT champions show up on the main roster while they're actively champions, it's because their runs getting ready to come to an end. So what are they gonna do with Joe? Shoot, Joe, three time NXT champion, line somebody up for him next. Actually, I don't. I can't remember how long ago it was I heard about this. I don't know how soon they would pull the trigger if they did but i had heard that joe wants to wrestle walter that could be fun that would be really fun I'm i don't know how i don't know how they would work him back in to work him into that but yeah it's it's a match joe did mention that he was um interested in when they talk about people he wants to wrestle when he comes back very cool i like that we're gonna definitely have to see what happens there you know no post interview oh, yeah. or anything from Joe, huh? Doesn't look like it. I might say I'm getting my, th- which I mean, congratulations to Samoa Joe, first ever three time NXT champion, which tells you how hard it is to get that fucking title back once you lose it. Yeah, right. It's kind Crazy. of funny. Um, they 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 did uh WWE did what they usually do during like takeovers or like big events. They'll you have a, you have a YouTube compilation of some of the best matches from that and they had a uh, best of takeover again the first match ironically was joe versus uh finn at takeover the end in that cage 
Well, I'm definitely hoping that we get to utilize more of Joe as a wrestler now that he's here. Yeah. I mean, he, he's off the main roster, so he should be fine. Yeah. I would like to see that. You know, I mean, he, he's only been he's only been treated like shit when he left NXT. So now watch all of a sudden he doesn't get hurt anymore. So what were your thoughts overall? Hey, it was I mean, even though after Dragonoff and Walter, everything felt like it's not going to be as good as this anymore. Mm-hmm. It was still like a picture perfect show. Whereas we talked about with SummerSlam, there were some things where I was kind of like, I don't know why they did that. Everything with TakeOver, it was just like, this was fantastic. This was wonderful. This was amazing. Holy crap, it's already over. Dear God. like, <laughs> I mean, as I expected, Dragonoff and Walter absolutely stole the show. Like That was probably one of the best championship matches I've seen in NXT overall. It's the only time I've ever agreed with Sam Roberts when he was like, that's not the best UK TakeOver match I've seen. That's the best match I've ever seen. But that was absolutely incredible. I mean, the women's championship match, the best Dakota Kai we've seen since she's been in NXT. Just everything fit perfectly for this. And, like, this is how you end what has basically been the craziest week, I think, of wrestling we've had in a while. Because, I mean, this was number nine of nine different wrestling shows that happened over this past week. And it was the craziest way to cap it off, but it was great. Yeah, it definitely was great. So uh, I guess it was your favorite if you had to choose, right? Of all the things I've seen this week, when it comes from like start to finish, yeah, it was probably my favorite. Yeah, like we're not talking. Uh, I can't, I can't like, I can't specify moments when I would say what my favorite is. Just like if I'm looking at something from when I started watching it till it went off, Takeover Thirty Six was my favorite thing this whole week. Yeah, that's cool. That's very cool to know. Which is usually the case, though. Like, takeovers have always killed it, especially when they've had some of these double weekends where it's like two events over the same weekend. The takeovers always wind up smashing it. They definitely did. And I've enjoyed everything this weekend. We're going to talk more about the stuff that we didn't cover, obviously. So that being said, guys. Mm -hmm. Nuts. It has truly. Partially because everything was good this weekend. Yeah. And with that, guys, don't forget that tomorrow. We will be back once again. We'll be back 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time following Monday Night Raw. Catch us live on Twitch and Facebook. Look for all links at TalkBrunch.com. Also follow us on Twitter for announcements of when we go live. Uh, We're going to be talking about what we didn't get to talk about, which obviously includes AEW Rampage and the debut of CM Punk and where that's going to leave us. Uh, we're also going to talk about Impact Emergence and what's happened over there and all of their changes with the landscape. Adam Cole's contract, everything that's happened with him, as well as the news with the dirt sheets. Get an update, hopefully, on what's happening with Sasha Banks and uh, everyone else that's missing, MIA, released, moving, changing, over. Thank you for our live chat room of Kula and George, EB Gamer. Seb, Spartan Jesus, Stasis, Saya, and Kabigan, as well as those that have hung out with us all week during the Sakuhasu, Hatsumi, Patrick Boyle, Kasim, Quest Thompson, Bloodluster, Kasan, 
um, Wapo, Rana Azra, Bangbar, Dave Nordsen, Bloodluster. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 476, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, aka Captain Brunch. This has been NXT TakeOver 36 post show for myself and Destin Soul Glow Frazier. We're out of here. We're almost to 500. See you Monday, guys. Shut it down.